0: So faith is very important to our life as believers. James has been teaching us about faith. He's been teaching us about all the things that happen as we walk through trials and tribulations, troubles, as we deal with all the problems that go on around us. He helps us in this little letter of James to just continue to teach us about what it means to have wisdom and the struggles that we have with the world around us. But he teaches us also about our fears and the faith that comes out of those things. Today, we're going to turn to James. We're going to look at chapter 5, and we're looking at the last two verses, the conclusion of what James has to say to the church and what he has to say to us as believers. You might recall that James was written early after the resurrection of Jesus, maybe one of the very first letters written and published so that the early church could begin to understand all the things they were walking through, and James was teaching them some things about that. That's very important for us to consider as we look at these last two verses. It's an unusual conclusion because he just gives these two verses and that's the end of the letter. So it helps us to understand a little bit more of what it means to have faith in Christ. As we consider these verses, I hope you have your Bible in front of you, whether that's a hard copy of the Bible or a phone or iPad or whether you might be on a computer, whatever. But we're looking today at James chapter 5, verse 19 and 20. What I'd like to do today is have you read this passage where you are, and as you read this passage, we'll think in terms of what it's saying to us as we look at some of the important things that it teaches us and some of the lessons that we learn from it. I believe James really is focused on love. Peter tells us in his book, in his letter, in 1 Peter 4, that love is going to cover a multitude of sins. Now, in this passage, he uses that same word. James uses the same kind of terminology. So I think it's a love passage. I think he's bringing us back, as he concludes, to recall that we are to love Jesus, and our love relationship with him is vital to our faith and how we are to love each other. Oh, these are important aspects of all that James says, and he wraps them up in these last two verses. The love that we have for Jesus and our love relationship with him, and the love that we have for each other. So if you have your Bible, let's look together at James 5, verse 19 and 20. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, Let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Now, we can look at this passage in lots of different ways, but today I want us to consider what he is teaching us about love as we conclude this whole understanding of James with his view of love and what that really can mean to us. He starts off by calling them brothers. He brings them into this family relationship. And now that's very important for us because as he has been focused on the relationship of Christ... And with each other, he brings us to this relationship that we have with each other. And he calls us brothers. He's saying, you're in the family, brothers and sisters. We're in this family together. We're in this faith family of relationship with Jesus, and we're in this thing together. It it helps us to understand that the importance of having community, the importance of being with each other, that's where he starts in this concluding two verses. He helps us as we consider today what what we're going to learn about this love that he is teaching us. First of all, we recognize that love will continue to focus on the truth of the gospel. Love will continue to focus on the truth of the gospel. How do we find that in these verses that we look at today? Brothers, if anyone among you Now, he was saying very clearly to us that we have to recognize that there are going to be those who are straying away from Jesus. The next word he uses, those who wander away from the truth. And the truth that he's talking about is the truth of Christ, right? He's helping these early Christians. He's helping us to understand that the truth is in Christ and in Christ alone. We recall Jesus saying that he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. And here, Jesus. James says to us that there are going to be some who are wandering away from the truth and they're moving away from the truth. So our focus is to be able to find this love that's going to continue to focus on the love that he has given to us in the truth of Christ and Christ alone. This word truth that he is talking about is an understanding of something that's not just believed, but also practiced. Now, he's told us that so much in his letter that how we live out our Christian life is going to be the view of the faith that we have, right? So here he says this truth that some will wander away from is the belief and the practice. He is trying to to call the church back to be focused on this love that is in Christ, to be focused on the understanding of the truth that is in the gospel, the truth that is in Jesus, and he wants that for us. He wants us to understand and to help others see and recognize this truth, this focused truth, even as some are wandering away. The second thing we want to look at in this verse as it relates to love is that love will concentrate fully on the task of discipleship. When we love Jesus and we love the church and we love the people and community, our focus is on concentrating on discipleship at its fullest level. What does it mean for us as a church? Well, it does several things for us as a church. It helps us to recall that what we're about is not just gathering together, but growing together. The word grow is important to our fellowship as an understanding of the strategy of of discipleship. That's why growth track is so important to us. And we would hope that you'd be a part of that as you're learning about who we are and about who you are so that we engage in community in the church. It's about discipleship. That's the purpose of what it's about and who we are. We do that also by being a part of groups. Those groups who are gathering together, whether it's on Zoom calls or whether it's in person or whether it's in other kinds of ways that we're discovering, but it's a way to build community so that as some are struggling with the truth, some are struggling in their life as a follower of Christ, as a body of believers who have grown together, who are growing together in discipleship. We began to recognize that fully when he says in this verse that there will be some among you from the truth, someone will bring him back. You see, that's an important verse because when we're bringing someone back, we're bringing them back to an understanding and a remembrance of the truth that we have found in Christ and in Christ alone. That's what love is doing. That's what our love coming out of our faith is doing for those around us. It's helping us to focus on the truth of the gospel, and it's concentrated fully on building disciples, that task of what that is for us as believers. Third thing I believe this passage will teach us is that love will convince others of the freedom from sin. Well, there are a lot of folks who are struggling with a lot of things during these days, One of the things that we struggle with in our lives is sinfulness. Now, we're blessed that God's word tells us that we have Christ who forgives our sin. And he takes our sin as far as the east is from the west. And he is allowing us to live out righteousness, not because of us, but because of what he has done. That's where we find this understanding that he gives us. In these verses, if you will look at those, this person brings him back. Let him know that whoever brings him back, the word that he's talking about there is the word turning, the word going a different direction. So we're, we're helping the brethren, we're helping brothers and sisters to turn back to the truth of the gospel, to move back to the understanding of forgiveness of sin and what that means. He goes on to tell us, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner... One who is disobedient, that's what the word really is saying there. One who has is, who is missed the mark. We often use that word sin. We often talk about what that means. And this passage, like in many others, it, it has that understanding. One who is missing the mark, one who is not able to, to come in on the target of following after Christ. James says to us, as believers, living out our faith, living in a community of others. We are helping bring those back who have wandered away so that they may see the truth, so that they may be convinced by what they see in us, by our response of the freedom from sin. Oh, that's a great freedom. There's so many people in bondage to so many things. They're enslaved to so many things. James has talked about that in several different ways. We are enslaved to the sin around us, but yet we find our freedom in Christ. James goes on. I think we also learn the lesson that love will convict so that this forgiveness is found. Without conviction, we're never going to find the understanding that we are people of sin. And when that conviction comes into our life, it helps us to understand that we need Christ and that we need Christ, who is the one who can convict us and bring us back. Now, in this passage, he's helped us to understand that our role as believers in community with each other, helping each other walk through life, and that's important for us. To know that we need help from each other. We can't go through these times alone. We can't be a long ranger and be able to do it by ourselves. James is saying just the opposite. He is saying that as we understand the love relationship that we have with Christ, we're going to have that love relationship with brothers and sisters. And we're going to be so involved with their life. We're going to point them to the truth of Christ, who is the one who brings conviction of sin. Our role is to point toward the truth. Our role is to help others understand who Christ is. And as we are doing that, conviction comes by the work of the Holy Spirit. He tells us in this passage, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering, the word wandering there, the one who is straying away, the one who has gone off into the wrong path. It's so easy to get on the wrong path. Maybe you've been out hiking in the woods. We were doing that recently and there were markings on the trails of where we were to go, and we, we came to one tree that had all the markings and there were three different markings on the same tree. One trail went one direction, one went the other direction, one went another direction. We were happened to follow we were following the white trail, so we had to pay close attention. Otherwise we would have strayed to the wrong direction and gone much further than we wanted to go on that hike, because one was a much further hike than the one we were on. So it means that we have to pay attention. We have to be about recognizing that we can stray. We can get off balance. We can go a different direction. And our role as community, our role is caring for each other, as James has been teaching us. The wisdom that comes from believers, the help that comes from others, is going to bring us to this understanding of recognize the forgiveness that's happened in our life so that we might be able to share that with others and point them to the direction of Christ. Love will convict so that forgiveness is found. We are people who are pointing to Christ. And then also he says to us that love will cover A multitude of sins. Now, I've quoted that really from 1 Peter. He doesn't use that word love here. He helps us to know, though, however, that as we are saving souls, that inside that, a a covering is going to occur. James' concluding words points to Jesus. The word covering there means the word atonement. It's the understanding that we have atonement for our sin We have atonement that there is one who has died on the cross. There is one who has shed his blood. We know from the Bible that there must be a shedding of blood for the forgiveness, for the payment, the penalty of sin. He talks about death inside that. He's talking about an eternal death. He's talking about an understanding of separation from God. Yet he's talking to believers in this. He's trying to help them to understand that our role as community is to help those around us to recognize that Jesus is the one who brings the atonement. Jesus is the one who brings the covering of our sin. We don't do that on our own. We can't bring forgiveness upon ourselves. There's not anything we can do to pay for the penalty of sin. That has been done through Christ And through Christ alone. And that's the good news of what James has been teaching from the very beginning. When he starts out his letter, he says that he is a servant of Jesus. He ends by saying he is the one who atones. He is the one who covers. Our role inside that is to point people to Christ. Our role inside of what he's teaching us is to be able to recognize that there are those around us, believers who have wandered away non-believers who need to be pointed to Christ. And our role inside that is to do just exactly that, point them to him. Now, sometimes as we read this passage, we might say, I don't really know what it means because we can't cover a multitude of sins. And that is so true. It's not about us in this passage. It would be like us finding someone who has been very sick or they've been hurt in some way. And we find them and we take them to the hospital, and doctors and nurses and folks in the ER, they, they help them, they take care of them, and a few weeks later, we go back to visit that person, and they say to us, man, you saved my life. Well, we know that's not true. We know that all we did was get them to the hospital, right? We helped them to get to that person who needed to help them. We were just the one that were carrying them there. I believe that's what James says to us. I believe he's telling us that our role, because of our deep love relationship with Jesus, means we see those around us, those in the church, those who are not in the church, and we say, we love you so much, we want to point you to Jesus because he is the one who covers our sin. He is the one who gives us freedom from our sin. He is the one who gives to us eternal life, and that is what we celebrate. That's the message that we find from James, the understanding that faith comes out of following Christ not just for the world we live in now, but for eternity. That makes the difference. There are people around you, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, your family, who need to hear the truth about Jesus. And He has put you right in the middle of their lives so that you might point them to Him. Let's pray together. Eternal God, we ask you to guide us, to give us the opportunity to be able to show others around us what it means to follow Christ, what it means to have faith in a Savior who has given us forgiveness of our sins, cleansing for a new life here and in eternity. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.